Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening. Some of the stuff we're going to talk about this evening here, we're looking at various coaching appointments at minor 10 level. Um, we'll also have some chat around Super Rugby um, with the injury it's causing a bit of an issue for a couple of teams. Uh, and also, if I can find it, um, we'll have a talk about the Lions, British and Irish Lions uh, potential tour to um, the British and Irish Islands. OK, so anyway, um, but we'll have a chat about that later. Uh, joining me this evening, I've got um, Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you, Paul. Always a privilege and a pleasure to be on the uh, TDM. Mate. Um, I'm just having a bit of a chuckle about your last comment, the British and Lions Irish teams tour to the British Isles. Is that what you were trying to say? <laughs> yeah, British. Well, yes, but it's not, no, it's not British Isles. It's British and Irish. Because obviously uh, Ireland is not part of Britain. You've got to remember, be careful here, sir. Um, there's a uh, there's, there's 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 an awful lot of uh, history um, that goes on behind that. So uh, you've got to be careful how, you, how what, what you say in those situations. But yes, um, essentially uh, a home tour or I South Africa touring Britain and Ireland um, is uh, on the cards. Well, depends on who you listen to, really, doesn't it? But I'm trying to find that schedule that has been leaked, uh, and we'll just we'll try and discuss that later on. Um, also. Joining us after he's finished daddy duties, um, it's uh, Stephen Harris. Oh, sorry, not Stephen Harris. Uh, Stephen, Harris. <laughs> Stephen Harris has finished daddy duties. You oh, finished your daddy son. duties, there, Stephen? Have you tucked your son in? Uh, or your daughter in? No, you... no, no, Fia, I just got to. I didn't want to. Any, any of my whanau that are out there, I have not turned into an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> okay, Stephen, you need to adjust your microphone. You're very, very quiet. Um, Don't be so, so quiet. Be brash. Yes, now I've tucked my little cherubs in for the night, and um, I am here. <laughs> so you are. Um, and um, as uh, Simon Hughes uh, has, uh, so good evening um, to um, uh, Simon and Nocturnal Rights who are in the, the live chat. Um, apparently, the uh, South American rugby competition is starting tomorrow morning. Um, with the Haguares back in action um, due to um, uh, oh, the Haguares actually being postponed due to Brazil having a few COVID cases. That's a shame. Um, a few? Uh, yeah, so. Simon. <laughs> I think they got it quite bad in uh, Brazil. They've, they've well, even well, got their own, they've got their own strain. No, but what about, what about the Brazilian team? Do you know how, do you, are you aware of the uh, how many of the Brazilian rugby team have got no. COVID? No, enlighten us as to how many of the Brazilian team have got COVID. I haven't got a clue, but I'm saying Simon has <laughs> mentioned it. That's what you can't jump to conclusions here, though. Um, uh, Nocturnal White says, yeah, Ireland has been referred to as part of the British Isles. Yeah, yes, it has. Um, that doesn't always go down well with certain parts of the population in Ireland. Let's be blunt about it. Um, because the, so, there, um, were many tours, there were many tours here where they were just called the, um, the, the British Lions. Well, I, I, I think it was the, um, let's call it the Tana series, where I, I remember that, like, oh, hey, look, they're calling it the British and Irish Lions now. 
or, or maybe maybe one of the ones to say like Australia or or just before it sort of thing. But that's it. I do, I do remember. Hey, hang on, they've added Ireland Ireland, Ireland to the uh, tag now. Well, that, that might be how it's reported here, but it's always been British and Irish Lions over in the UK. Um, oh, okay. Over, over Britain and Ireland. Um, the, um, uh, yeah, but I guess that would have been pre-Twitter dates. Twitter would have exploded if we'd seen uh, New Zealand reporters writing the British Lions have just uh, beaten that, especially if Johnny Sexton was playing at, um, at 10. Um, but some news closer to home then. Uh, Taranaki Bulls have announced their coaching team um, here um, for the uh, the twenty twenty one season, uh, the head coach uh, is uh, going to be Neil Barnes um, there, but he is going to be joined by two players um, or two ex players, sorry, uh, in Johnny Weston, who used to be a Scotland sevens representative, but uh, grew up and has been coaching in the club rugby uh, and age group sides in Taranaki, and uh, ex All Black um, Jared um, Hoetta. Uh, so, uh, Stephen, what do you think about those appointments? Oh, listen, with a name like Johnny Weston, you've got, you got to love a name like that. It, it almost <laughs> sounds... It, it's, a, it, it's a... I mean, he must be from West Auckland. I can only assume that. <laughs> no, in, all, in all honesty, it's, it's, it's quite a quick transition, I've got to say. Johnny Weston, I don't know too much about, I've got to admit, but Aaron, obviously, Jared Hoyata is uh, not too long out of uh, retirement. But, boy, I'd, I'd almost say... Maybe I think I think he was playing for he might have been playing for Taranaki last year. No, no, that was Lindoyata. Beg your pardon. No, but you're right. I think he was because he actually went and played because he came back and I think he played for another NPC team or might have been Otago maybe or something. I thought when he came back from overseas, but uh, yeah. But it's interesting. Good. Apparently, he's he's part of the New Zealand Under Twenty selection panel. He's a um, uh, as well as being a forwards coach for the Chiefs Under Twenties team. So there we go. So that's uh, that's what uh, Jared is up to. Um, wow. Johnny uh, Weston, though, has um, head coached head coached the uh, Taranaki men's sevens team, um, as well as being uh, part of Spotswood United Premiers team and NPBHS First Fifteen. Whoever NPBHS are. New um, Plymouth but, Boys High School. Ah, there we go. <laughs> well, at least at least you. To be fair to. To Johnny Weston, at least he's come through. The, it sounds like he's actually come through the system, guys, as opposed to um, <clears throat> a former player who jumps into a coaching role straight away. And listen, that's that's something to be to be respected that he started at New Plymouth Boys High and obviously went to Spotswood United. So it's uh, it's fair to say that he's done his uh, um, his tour duty. Yeah. Hey, look, the, I reckon the, the great announcements there. I mean, obviously we knew about um, Neil Barnes joining as the head coach there and the like. But did you hear about the announcement? I think it was today or was it yesterday? Uh, another coaching announcement. Have you got another one on your list there, Paul? Oh, you've gone mute. You muted yourself. You muted no, no, yourself. No, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do have another one. Yes, because you're, you're talking about Bay of Plenty, I'm assuming. Yes, I am. So, I, yeah, so, I find that one more of a, a surprise, tell you the truth. So, yeah, carry on. So, yes, yeah, so no, I'd say, yeah, good. So, as, as, as Stephen says, good to see that they're bringing people up from internally, which I think I, I, I totally agree with. It's good to see, see guys coming through, not just on the playing side, but also on the coaching side as well. Spotswood um, is one of the top teams in Taranaki, um, by the way. Uh, so, yes, former All Black Daryl Gibson um, has um, replaced Clayton McMillan as the Bay of Plenty. Um, head coach, uh, the uh, um, Clayton McMillan is obviously the, the Chiefs head coach this year and will be a Chiefs assistant coach next year when Warren Gatlin comes back. Um, but uh, you were surprised by Daryl Gibson's um, appointment? Oh, well, I mean, like, you know, you know, it, it's good. It's, it's, but it's, I think it's a good gain for Bayer Plenty to get someone of the calibre of Daryl Gibson. Um, I mean, he's had some super rugby experience. He's coached the Waratahs, wasn't he? Wasn't he? He's so, coach or assistant run, or something. Run through his, oh, run through his, um, his coaching CV. CV. Um, he was uh, the backs coach um, at uh, Glasgow Warriors uh, in the Pro 14 or the Pro 12 back then. Um, has uh, been assistant coach at the Crusaders. Um, has been assistant coach at the Mary All Blacks. Was um, assistant coach to Checker uh, at the Waratahs before taking over uh, at the Waratahs from 2016 to 2019. Also was a Samoan technical advisor in 2016 
And um, last year was the uh, Fijian assistant coach. Not that he actually got to do much last year with COVID. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, I think he's also down as that. So, yeah, as you say, a guy who has got some overseas experience over in um, uh, over in Glasgow. Um, he's also played overseas in Bristol, Leicester and um, uh, and also um, Glasgow. Uh, so, yeah, it's that overseas experience and also that um, Super Rugby experience. And for a guy who's only 46, um, he's, look, he's got some, he's got a, he's got what, 15 odd years coaching ahead of him um, at least. So um, the, you're kind of thinking, oh, look, uh, reject out of, out, out of the Waratahs, where does his coaching career go from there? And also he's obviously looking at trying to rebuild that now um, because that's one that the, the, the didn't have a, uh, he didn't leave, he didn't have a great reputation at the Waratahs. Um, the uh, uh, in, including having um, the Israel Flau saga happen on his watch, unfortunately, which didn't obviously wouldn't have helped him. Not that wasn't obviously wasn't his. Uh, he had very little to say about what was going on there. But um, yeah, not uh, um, so not yeah. It's, even though he did apparently lead them to the semi-finals against the Lions in 2018, I, I would say that he, that that, he, that uh, people the, the general thought or my, my feeling was that he, he didn't do very well at the Warriors. No, he didn't do very well at the Ward House. <laughs> <laughs> well, go, go, Steve. Because I, I, I saw gonna, you screwing up your face when when uh, Paul mentioned it right at the start. So, yeah, I was going to say once sort of Checker went into the role as Australian coach, I think you'll find that the Ward House have pretty much struggled ever, ever since, or even maybe even when you know you got you and McKenzie, they 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 had a good. Um, I think they had a they had a good season under you and McKenzie. Didn't he win a, a title with with the uh, Waratahs? No, no, not not you and McKenzie. You and McKenzie did it with um with the Red. Uh, with the Red. Um, the Checker Red. got the title with the Waratahs. Checker got them across the line with yeah. the Waratahs. Was that the final penalty that game? The final minute penalty uh, against the Crusaders? Yes, mm. I think so. Yep. Um, and that's when Dar- I mean Darrell was an assistant coach uh, for, for for that season. Um, with the uh, with the Waratahs, um, no, I think I think yeah, I think it'll be a good good appointment. To tell you the truth, um, I think uh, he's got some good experience behind him. It didn't go well at the Waratahs, but then to be honest, as you've just alluded to, after Checkers left, who's gone well at the Waratahs? Well, they only had him and Penny. So, um, uh, and but then again, they've also lost. They've also been hemorrhaging players overseas. So uh, I don't think it's all down to the coaches. Um, yeah, so I agree. It's it's a it's a good good appointment. You've got a guy there, as you say, who's got super rugby experience, who's got some international experience um, as well, both um, with Samoa and with Mary All Blacks. Um, so yes, that's um, that's, I was just uh, gonna, that's good. I was just gonna. I was just gonna. Yeah, look. Um, yeah, that, that that comment there from Nocturnal. It's just like it's interesting, isn't it? It's like when we were kids, our parents were ancient. And I think that's basically the same thing there, really. Is that when we when we were younger, the coaches were ancient, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> even though though Laurie Mains is, for example, forty one, forty two when he was the All Blacks coach. But geez, Laurie Mains has looked like he's seventy since he was about twenty, I guess. Because yeah, when he was when he was an All Blacks coach, he looked like he was seventy. Yep. Um, Simon, who is a uh, who is a Bay of Plenty uh, Steamers fan. Yeah, he says he, he is happy to give uh, Gibson a chance. And yeah, I think he's a good a good appointment. It's a tough, tough job he's taken on though, because let's be honest, Clayton McMillan had a cracking time with oh. them, getting them promoted, and then first year after promotion, getting them into the playoffs. Uh, for for what is a sort of country, uh, one of the smaller provinces, not not a suburban province, they have uh, yeah he he got them performing, uh, well perhaps overperforming uh, when you consider. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's yeah so. Yeah, Gibson has um, has taken on a taken on a tough job. You got to give him give him that credit as well. Yeah, I mean, basically, um, I, I think when you look at it, they have been outperforming their uh, Chiefs counterpart up the road in Waikato, haven't they? Really? Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. And developing, and, and to be fair, pretty much developing most of the players that are coming through. I mean, obviously, they've gained a few players here and there as well to help that out, but. Um, you see a lot of players coming through from the Rotorua area in particular, don't you? Yeah, and and if you recall, the development program's working as well. Obviously, the under-19s picked up the uh, national title a couple of seasons ago. And, uh, you know, when, when your union's travelling really well, you 
you know, players will just gravitate to the union, as we've seen recently with the signing of Manaki Selby Rickett uh, from Southland. You know, big loss for Southland, but great pickup for the Steamers. Well, I didn't know that one. That's that's yeah, that's a massive uh, pickup actually, because I, I I rate him actually. I think he's a he's he's a good tough player, isn't he? Oh, just he definitely added something on when he came onto the paddock against the uh, Blues on uh, on on Sunday, and uh, yeah, real real good uh, player in terms of uh, uh, you know line line out ball and kickoffs. Mm. Yep, he's a baller. Yeah, so oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Paul. You carry on. Uh, I was, I was just going to say, I, I think that the Highlanders are actually underutilizing him. I know, he, I think he's been coming back from an injury, but um, I think he's, you know, he, he needs to start for the Highlanders. Yeah, I agree. Well, there was, it was, well, it was a couple of odd, odd selections from Tony Brown, wasn't it? Mickey Ely too. Why you'd have somebody with, and that's with the greatest of respect to, uh, to, um, oh, the boy that Hugh, Hugh, oh, uh, oh, Hugh Renton. Hugh Renton. I probably yeah. would have had uh, Michaeli too on on the paddock, but yeah. Hey, listen. Overall, getting back to what we were talking about, uh, no, not not a bad pickup for uh, for the Steamers, given uh, given Daryl Gibson's uh, uh, own career and his professional career. He'll probably bring a few new ideas to the Steamers. Yep. Um, so that's uh, that, that, uh, any other Mice Ten Cup music or coaching appointments you guys have noticed? Because that's I think that's that's all I've got on, on the. Down for this down down so far. Uh, yes, I, I actually did pick up on one um, last last Saturday. I went out to the uh, to watch the Blues under twenties playing play the Future Northern uh, Tanifa uh, team on the weekend. Good competitive game, but uh, I saw Stephen Bakes uh, heavily in, involved with the uh, development program. And from what I believe, he's actually joining joining the Blues in uh, some development initiative capacity. Uh, from what I believe, so. Once again, a good, another good pickup for the Blues, former All Black and uh, uh, Waikato and uh, Waikato Chiefs men as well. But from BBI, Blockhouse Bay Intermediate. Oh yeah, from he's from, he's from Blockhouse Bay. Yep, yep. And, just played, <laughs> and uh, played for that school just across the road from me, Kelsman Boys. <laughs> there you go. Part of that team that won the uh, the uh, Rugby World Schools way back in. God, oh wow! When 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 was that? 1999, oh. round about that time. Yep. Uh, in Japan? Um, I think it was in Japan. But boy, they had yeah. some good players. Mose, Mose too, at least, was also in, in, in He's a Kelsen boy. Well. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good mm. team. Yeah, um, I, I think the uh, Blues have actually made a uh, posting, um, announcing, or, you know, just sort of highlighting that. Uh, he's joined the development side of things. Cool. Um, so moving on to um, Super Rugby. Um, some uh, sad news from um, down from the Crusaders in that uh, Tom Christie um, has uh, dislocated his shoulder. Uh, so it looks like he is going to be out um, uh, for some time as they fig figure out how uh, that no, uh, uh, nothing so far as to how long that will be. But um, that sounds painful, especially for someone who does a lot of tackling. That's gonna, <laughs> the shoulders yeah, are going to be key. I think he's uh, top tackle, got the top uh, tackle count in uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa, right? as well so uh boy we're all saddened that by that uh, loss at the blues here aren't we Ashwin? It's, i'm gutted it's, it's terrible, terrible. gutted as an a fish having its guts ripped out gutted for the guy yeah the well no for the guy you look gutted for the for the crusaders but we are but it, it is it is sad for the guy <laughs> jeez you, you heartless person <laughs> deary me um, the other one go. The other one is that uh, things are sort of going from bad to worse for the uh, the Hurricanes. Um, in that uh, uh, they basically don't have a fly half uh, at the moment, from what I can tell. Uh, from, didn't, we, um, did, didn't we talk about this um, last week? And they, they, there's a, there's a guy out of Hawks Bay that knows how to play a bit of rugby in the ten jersey, eh? <laughs> Boy. What has this kid done wrong? What has he done wrong? Well, that's probably you probably touched just touched upon something because my my spies have uh, pretty much told me it's probably got a little bit to do uh, with stuff away from rugby. Which if, if it is and if it is correct, and, and like I say on on the show, it is it is rumor, but we don't deal in rumor if you know what I mean. But yep. you kind of do wonder if you 
is any truth um, to, you know, that, that sort of speculation going around. But yeah, oh, ready made first five, ready to slot into that uh, spot. Hmm. Look, I mean, uh, depending on what that is, I mean, you'd have to say, yeah, this is where leadership comes in. If you have got a kid that's going off the rails in the wrong tracks, then again, depending on what it is, if it's totally serious, then obviously you do the, the rug, rugby. Most sports steer clear of trouble if they can avoid it. Um, but in saying that, if if it's you know guy that's just off the rails a bit. You know, that's where professional sport can help someone like that and bring the best out of them, put them in a new environment and say, hey, look, we're giving you a, a, a positive environment to help you out of it. I, I see Stefan, Stefan uh, has just jumped on there and, and basically said there are two guys in the Hawks play who can play first five. And I think I might know who one of them he's talking about is probably... probably at the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, no, at, at, at Hawks Bay. Um who could play first five. I wonder if he's actually talking about Stacey Ely, but that would be a bit of a hard one. You'd have to get, get him released from the uh, from the Rebels. Um, and the other one, I'm thinking to myself, might be Caleb uh, Markini. Also can play first five as well, but hasn't he, isn't he part of the Highlanders, maybe? We can Google that. Hey, Paul. Um, yeah, we're, yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, because currently in the squad, they've got two first fives in uh, Simon Hickey, who's injured, and G Jackson garden Bishop, who uh, they're waiting on to see if um, he is going to be um, uh, available. Um, looking at who Hawks Bay have in their squad last year for um, uh, for, for in the first fives, um, so Lincoln McClutchy and uh, Caleb uh, McEnay, um, who is with the uh, Clayton McEnay is with the Highlanders wider squad. Mm -hmm. But if you are part of the um, uh, if you're part of the wider squad, I think you can get um, brought into other teams, but uh, not those in the immediate squad. Uh, so we'll have to see where they go. Um, we've uh, had um, somebody who actually now no longer has any say in it. Um, which is, I've just realised I was about to say, we'll have one of the coaches come out and talk about it, but we haven't, have we? Because Corey Jane is no longer a coach at the Hurricanes. Um, but uh, yeah, Corey Jane's come out and said that they uh, they shouldn't put him, they shouldn't put Geordie Barrett in the in the 10 jersey. Um, oh, sorry, break, break the track up here. Beep, beep, beep. Corey Jane's not involved with the Hurricanes? Didn't he get released during COVID last year? No, he's the defence coach. Who got released? I thought, I thought, I thought Corey Jane's the defence coach for the Canes. I know, sorry, you're quite right. He is still. I th who was was Carlos down there? Yeah, uh, he was. Sorry, okay. Carlos Spencer got released during COVID last year. Sorry, not Corey Jane. Um, I, was, I was going to say, Paul. The other option that they've got now, he's only young, but boy, he's he's a, he's a talent who can play fullback, first five, or, or even outside back because he's because he's got that much pace. As young, young uh, Ruben Love, the boy for, he played for Palmerston North Boys High. He's part of a. The Hurricanes uh, squad at the moment. I know he's been talked up really, really big time, but I guess it would be one heck of a uh, wow. ask for a kid that's only 19 years old. Uh, yes. Um, Is, um, what happened to um, the kid out of King's College, um, Aidan? Um, Aidan Morgan, yes. Morgan, yes. yeah. He went down there to play, be part of the Canes as well. So... Um, and and he would have been he'd be now basically around the twenty age bracket, so it's still young. But you know, somebody that you know at that age they start chucking him in, don't they? Oh, and, and yeah, should um, hey, if you're not made it by the age of twenty one, you passed it, and you're you're you're, you're <laughs> yeah, you're looking for the gold card and getting your free trip on the ferry to Waiheke. Look at Brett Cameron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, now he'll be playing at the Curry Canes next year, won't he? The um, well, I, when 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 Steve started going, I was always going to say, "Oh, they they could call back Carlos to play 10. The um... <laughs> yeah, I, I have to agree with um, yeah. what Nocturnal saying. Geordie's a fantastic footballer, and I think he actually gets better. Um, he, he actually keeps getting better and better. There's the, the things to his game, but he's he's just too big a guy to be sort of um th that sort of. Oh, geez, I suppose, you know, watching Richie Moanga on the weekend and with the dancing feet and everything, just so nimble and the like, that's not Geordie, is it? I mean, so no, he, he's, he's going to be able to get you around the park, but he's not going to break that line open apart from a, a line bust. 
which is why I think it will make a fantastic 12. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, good point, good point. Distribu point. Distribution, kicking game, um, big boy. Uh, yeah, so we, we just, I think it's Steve, where he sees himself in the future. Steve, I think he played 12 for the under-20s, didn't he? Yes, he did. I, I can recall that. I was over in um, at the uh, at the Gold Coast when he when when he actually played uh, second five for that uh, New Zealand team early early in that early Oceania tournament. But he actually didn't go to Georgia uh, on that, right uh, wherever they went later that particular year um, because he, he was. I mean, so he was always always decent to get picked up by a super squad. A super... Just while we were chatting, I just took the opportunity to look back uh, a couple of weeks ago. The uh, Hunters 15, which is sort of like the Hurricanes development squad, played a regional 15. So I thought I'd just check on see see who the first fives, <coughs> excuse me, were <coughs> in those particular teams at the time. Auburn Ledger was the first five for the uh, Hunters uh, 15, and uh, uh, Young Cruden, the younger brother of Aaron, right. was was the first five. I'm not sure. Maybe his first name Stuart. I stand, stand to be corrected. And uh, interestingly enough, Lincoln McClutchy was on the reserves for the uh, regional regional 15, and Aidan Morgan was the reserve for the Hunters. So, there's, you know, if you're basically looking to come through your development uh, system, I suppose those are your next four off the off the can. And um, okay, you know, so if Lin Lincoln McClutchy is is in the environment, then surely he's They've got to bring him up and play. he's got to be into that. Yeah, but, you know? he, but he was in the regional 15, not the Hunters 15. So the Hunters yeah. 15, you're looking at uh, there was um, Auburn Ledger and who was the other one? Yep. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Morgan, the young. young but champion. he wouldn't have been. So those two, not, be, but anyway, yep, but, but those two have got to be sort of the, the next two off the rank, you'd think. And then he's after them. But, nah, but, nah. But, but guys, I'm just looking at that particular squad. You've got Ruben Lovett, fullback, Lalangi Vicenia. Uh, you've got Patafino, Vince Arso, Danny Tuala, Auburn Ledger. That's your backline. Um, the half that <laughs> I'd never heard of before, but Braden, Braden uh, Yosse from uh, uh, Manawatu Turbos was the number eight, and he's a very good footballer. And a kid, remember this name, Tyler Labashar from uh, Manawatu. This kid is out of Palmerston North Boys. Very good. Then you've got Liam Mitchell in the pack. Uh, James O'Reilly, Marfilio, and Cody Darker to Stones. And that was in there. That, that gives you an idea of what was in there. The Hunters 15. And, uh, yeah, even even in the other side, not some not bad players running around in that side as, as well, guys. So there's a I bit just, of sense there. I, I think just gotta, coaches have just got to have a, have a little bit of confidence in the guys that they've got there, I think. Yeah. I, I just just um, bringing in my swinging from the hips there. So does Tyler know Manus? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty unique name, you know. It's a pretty unique surname, isn't it? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's spelled a different way. Maybe Is it spelled differently? Oh, okay. I yeah, I think it's spelled differently. <laughs> now, look. I mean, just go back to that. But I'm oh, sorry. You got to. You got to sort of think. I mean, some of those. The way the Hurricanes are travelling, they need to bring some of those players through. Now, with all these injuries and with with people with players saying last year how attritional Super Rugby was and say it's not sustainable long term because it is just too um, uh, too, too too attritional. There is the, the South, South Africa have done an interesting thing with their uh, what federation warm up, whatever it is, pre season tournament they've put together, which is essentially the, the Curry Cup again for the third time this season. Um, is that they're playing games every ten days. Rather than every seven days, um, so it'll so it goes weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek, with a um, with with, but, with with gaps to give more more recovery time for players. Is that is that like so for that team, and so they do cycle through having games every seven days, or actually the competition yep. basically games are every ten days. The games are every ten days, so you'll have a game. They have a bunch. They'll all play on a Saturday. I they'll get that. The next weekend off, and then they'll play on yep. Wednesday. On Wednesday, and then they'll, and they'll play on the Saturday following. Yep. Um, I get that, but as a fan, that's. I mean, we hang out for the weekend for you know, it's almost ingrained in us. We're programmed to see rugby every seven days, so you sort of start to get withdrawal symptoms if <laughs> you know you're now waiting an extra three or four days to watch a game of rugby, aren't you? 
it, it does happen. You know, you do you do get that. So you think you're, you're, so you're you're, um, you're 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 immediately anti-change. You know, you obviously, we know you, you, you don't like change. Like 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 to keep in your. Keep, keep, well, no, no, no. I would, I would, I would look at um, how you would manage it, and the fact that you still got your games happening every seven days on a cycle, or you know less, but the teams are somehow getting that break. So you're managing the teams to get the break, but you're still producing product for the market in your normal five to seven day cycle. Um, I'm not sure how you would do that, but anyway. But the um, the uh, oh, I mean, my pay grade with. with um, with uh, well, there's, there's not enough, there's not enough teams. If, you, if you're NRL, you've got enough teams that you can do that kind of thing. You can take give like a, a third of the teams a weekend off, for example. We we already have one buy uh, or two buys out of ten weeks, which seems um, quite a. Uh, so it's um it's one of those things. Um, as well now, nocturnal rights as injuries are not from the length of time, um, yeah. but from the power. Now, part of that is. Yes, but it's, there's also an element of how much your body can recover from those collisions, so it's ready for the next set of collisions. But I, but caught. I think that when you look at most of the injuries that happen, they're from the impact. Like, like Nariki from the weekend, let's take as an example. It's like that's not from um, attrition; that's purely from an you know a twist of this or a twist of that. Um, is is the in in the collision and the moment, impact of the collision. So I don't, yeah, I, I, most of the injuries that we see that um, Tom Christie, dislocated shoulder, that's not an attritional injury. That's the fact that he's gone and tackled somebody too hard and popped his shoulder out. The, and well, the, but then again, the, the, part of the reason it popped out might because of tired muscles around it. There's a whole bunch. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a sports physician or whatever. Um, oh, hang on. I'm just getting my, my certificate the, uh, out. <laughs> were, 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 you, were you half of the doctors who finished in the bottom fifty percent of the class? Yeah, yeah. I'm, hey, I'm still practicing. <laughs> <laughs> One day you might get it right. Exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, so the, the, there's we are seeing injury issues um, as well, and we'll have to see uh, how um, how that uh, yeah that all pans out and what we might do. Um, around this um the i, I think what we to at the end of the day what needs to start to happen uh is that we the, the the game needs to transfer from being predominantly from being predominantly a physical contest to being more of a skill contest uh is and uh, having watched the nfl and what watched the super bowl this year for the, for the first time i mean that having not watched nfl for a few years it became very apparent that the the physicality and the aggro uh, a lot of it wasn't kind of there uh, you had you had someone given a 15 yard penalty which is a big penalty um, for get, for pushing a guy after um, after the whistle had gone you're like wow that's the, the, that's a very soft 15 yards it felt like but basically they've removed any kind of any kind of uh, anything happening after the whistle at all has gone um and we're all like, oh, yeah, but it's in the heat of the moment. Well, it's in the heat of the moment for them as well. It's a matter of getting players used to it. Um, yes. I wonder how the NFL would have handled an open, uh, open-handed palm, palm to the face <laughs> multiple times. Um, let's <laughs> with the red card. Um, but anyway, the um, so I, I think yeah, I, th I think that there needs to be a transition and, and part of. of of the sport away from it being a pure to more towards the skills having the upper hand rather than the physicality having the upper hand just for keeping players alive or, or in one piece but we'll see if that if that actually happens or not um simon hughes points out that uh, yes the major league rugby is starting this sunday um and um major league rugby have uh, announced that they are starting up a new streaming service um, that will be available globally uh, and be free to um, watch the games. Um, <laughs> I can see the Indian and Stephen Harris coming out yet again. <laughs> um, so, um, so yes, yeah, so that's that's going to be uh, that's the um, 
Uh, what's the word I'm talking about? So, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, streaming service works. Previously, they've streamed on Facebook uh, and had it uh, region blocked away from the USA. So that uh, um, so yeah, it looks like they're moving away from social media uh, and having their own um, uh, streaming service, which is going to be interesting um, to see. Uh, Aaron says, yeah, bring back Boa. He's been constricted by work today. Yes, it's not. Yes, he's not being edited out. He, we have not. Um, we have not cancelled uh, uh, his, his. His. We've not used cancel culture to cancel his views. Um, <laughs> he's been. No, no. Nobody got it. No. Okay. Oh, a constrictor. Oh dearie me. No. Oh, <laughs> Anyone who follows Austrian on Facebook will get a, a, a plenty of dad jokes just like that on a constant stream. Um, <laughs> As well, I'm a dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just—I just got a, 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 a text with regards to um, uh, coaching movements. I just wondered if you, if you guys, um, or even if our, our viewers knew about um, Ben Afiaki and Dylan Daniel Karangatu taking over as the uh, uh, co-coaches for North Harbour. Harbour, yes, yes, I, I did hear that. Um, a while ago, actually. Oh, yeah. Daniel, Daniel Halangahu, I heard about that, but I didn't hear about Ben Afiaki. Ben, ben Afiaki, so that'll be a, a coaching combination. So, uh, um, obviously, the likes of Kieran Kane, and um, and I know Paul and myself would be both disappointed because, we, I mean, so we found Sam Ward a real pleasure to deal with uh, uh, last year, so it'll be interesting to see where he lands on his feet. And, of course, um, uh, former Northland coach and... Uh, a man who's been involved with Auckland Rugby as the, the head of uh, coaching, I think his title was, Richie Harris, has um, no relation to, by the way, has joined uh, County's Monaco uh, Rugby as their development manager. So I think that'll, be... that'll be a really good pickup for uh, County's Monaco because I think um, uh, Richie would have his pulse very much on the finger, uh, on. His finger on the pulse, beg your pardon, knowing all the young talent that's, uh, that's around, especially in that South Auckland region. Yeah, and, it's, <laughs> um, and look, it's 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 going to be it's um it's going to be interesting to see how that co co head coach works at North Harbour. Uh, it generally doesn't. Let's be honest. Um, one one of the two I... ends up being the head coach, and the other yeah. one uh, ends up leaving. Generally, so we'll see. Let's hope that that doesn't happen there. Um, I, I sort of think there though. I mean, like you've got really good. Um, I mean, Ben Afiaki was actually the um, Blues um, scrum coach. He, he was getting called into the Blues. I don't know if he still does or not, but um, so they've got a good, great forwards coach in Ben Afiaki there as a pickup. And mm -hmm. Daniel Halangahu has got so much experience, um, you know, around the traps. So, um, and he was also in the Blues environment for a while too. Um, so Simon Hughes makes a point, and it's going back to, to, to Major Drubby and streaming, um, that he thinks they should stream on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, look, the, the, the problem is if you stream... On uh, somebody else's platform, stop twitching, Ashwin. It's it, 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 bad, 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 bad dad jokes. Um, if, hearing me, um, if you're putting it on something like YouTube or Twitch, you're putting it on someone else's platform. By building out your own platform, you have control. You aren't um, going to end up with a situation like happened with Facebook, uh, basically shutting down all news on Facebook in Australia, for example. Um, I think that was a big wake-up call for a lot of organisations that they need to actually build their own platforms and own their own distribution channels rather than relying on somebody else the whole time. So I understand why Major where we might go down that route. And we don't have to go skip ads. Uh, well, they might put their own ads in. Um, <laughs> but you, but, but what, generally in a live game, you shouldn't have to hit skip ads. <laughs> Hope not, no. Um, interesting question here from... Um, uh, uh, Stefanson in the uh, off, off Facebook. Do you think there are too many jobs in the pro game that are based around S and C to move away from the physicality factor? Um, look, S and C. Explain uh, conditioning. Sorry, um, strength, strength and conditioning. conditioning. Um, so look, the it's it's going to come down to what the laws are and how the, how the game is officiated. If the if if the officiator if the laws and officiating um, reward physical confrontation, then that's the way coaches will coach. If the laws and officiating um, uh, uh, are around um, uh, skill-based, so for example, if you take say Boa's rule of kind of like only tackling beneath the uh, beneath the nipples, um, then you can the, you, the, the, that immediately means that um, 
getting your arms free in the tackle and uh, and offloading is going to be something that, that's, that's coached a lot. Uh, so it, it's uh, I, I don't think the number of jobs will make any difference. I think it will come down to how it's officiated and where coaches see they can get an advantage over the opposition. So, yeah. Um, personally, any uh, I think uh, I'm pr I'm pretty much in, in agreement with you, uh, with Paul, and I, and I think it probably just comes back to the the resources on the particular side you're you're dealing with. You know, as we know, some some unions or some professional outfits have just got a little bit more money than others. Yep. Um, yeah. Look, um, I was just going to say about that. It's just like it, it, it's it's totally dependent on the laws rather than the actual the, the strength strength and conditioning coaches will totally. Um, prepare their team players for the rules that are there. And a good example is a few years ago when we had the trial rules laws in the uh, Mighty 10 Cup and you saw Kerry Ioane um, starting at seven um, for, for Auckland. And um, that was purely because it made no sense to have a quick guy on the field at seven. So they had him. I mean, not that he's slow, but, you know, you, you could afford to have a bigger guy at seven um, because that's the way that the game was played and the rules were changed. There was trial rules that they were trying that year. Um, Aaron says, some of those coaching appointments seem like jobs for the boys. Where have they coached before? Look, um, my Send Cup is your entry-level professional coaching. So you're not going to have, apart from the odd person like Daryl Gibson um, who comes in, uh, you're not going to have guys with big coaching um, pedigrees because my Send Cup teams don't pay much <laughs> at the end of the day. If you've got a big coaching pedigree CV – you're going to be getting a job in Japan or Super Rugby uh, or the top 14 or somewhere like that. You're not, um, uh, my Ten Cup is how you, is, 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 uh, is the entry level of uh, professional coaching, really. And, and Paul, I was about to say, even if you had somebody who, a club coach who maybe has won two or three multiple titles and has done a really good job at club level, it's one heck of a big commitment for that particular coach to maybe leave a, a full-time job to take to take a punt on it's a punt a, a might attend cup coaching career which could turn south and within a couple of seasons he finds himself out of out of a job it's a it's a case of roll the dice isn't it so for the union for the union themselves they're probably you know when an opportunity opportunity does come to to pick up somebody who's been in the professional ranks you could probably see why they go down that path. Yeah, uh, Iron said, surely coach, uh, club coaching uh, is the entry point. Well, except it's not full-time professional in a lot of cases. Uh, in some cases it might be, but in most, in a lot of cases it's not. So, And you've only got the players twice a week. Um, uh, you've not got yeah, – it's, it's not a full-time environment. Uh, so I, as, as we said, one of the guys that's joined in at the uh, um, uh, Willie Johns, was it? I've gone blank. I think Johns, Willie. Well, yeah, Willie Johns it was. Um, uh, in Taranaki, he's done first 15 – He's done club rugby. Uh, he's done the, uh, the the local sevens thing. So, yes, they have got something on their CVs. It's just not um, a lot more than you'd expect, um, you'd expect really. Um, moving on then. Um, this is the uh, rumoured British and Irish Lions um, schedule. If South Africa are to tour, um, well, the UK, looking at the list of where the venues are, um, and some uh, uh, now, straight away, Japan have, t have come out and said they've not um, had any conversations um, around this, apart from obviously the opening game there against British and Irish Lions, which has already been talked about on, on the which is on the the official schedule. Um, we've had conflicting uh, f feedback from um, South Africa. Boys, try going full screen rather than squinting your eyes. Um, the <laughs> um, South Africa with them. It is full screen. The um, uh, so uh, so we've had conflicting reports out of South Africa. Some people saying yes, uh, this this is this is uh, something that is being discussed. Other people saying no, it's not. Um, but for those of you who are on the podcast, I'll just read through what this proposed schedule um, looks like. So it kicks off. It all kicks off on Saturday, the twenty sixth of June, um, with the British Irish Lions uh, taking on Japan uh, up in um, Edinburgh in Scotland at uh, Murrayfield. Uh, the following day, South Africa would take on the USA uh, in London at Tottenham Hotspur's new stadium. Uh, the uh, following weekend would see South Africa take on the French Barbarians, uh, followed by 
the British and Irish Lions are taking on the USA, both up in Newcastle. Newcastle. Um, the uh, the then there'll be a midweek game between the British and Irish Lions and uh, South Africa A at uh, London Stadium, which is where the Olympics were held. Um, then the that uh, next weekend will be the last round of warm ups with South Africa taking on Japan again at Tottenham Hotspur in London, um, and the British and Irish Lions taking on the British the French Barbarians uh, in Twickenham. So essentially, um, South Africa, um, uh, the British and Irish Lions both taking on Japan, the USA and the French Barbarians as their three warm-up games. Um, moving in to the... Um, uh, then that will be followed off by four um, test matches over four weekends uh, up in Murrayfield in Scotland, the Principality Stadium in Wales, uh, Wembley Stadium uh, in London, and Twickenham uh, Stadium in London as well. Um, now, the... Um, uh, so there's... Uh, a, a comment in here that uh, why why have they bothered putting the uh, the listing the capacities? Um, well, because they are, hopefully by then uh, Britain is one of the places that has uh, been getting on with its um, co uh, COVID injections uh, and inoculations. So I'm assuming that they're hopeful that um, uh, they'll have enough people um, jabbed by then. Uh, but it does seem rather optimistic um, to say uh, the uh, very least. Um, the uh, so yes, so that is um, so yeah, as as Dr. Uh, Dr. says, yeah, 72,000 Zoom attendants now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, they're gonna have 72,000 laptops, um, or, but one on each cheer, one in each seat, um, so you can cheer. And the uh, the microphone, the, the, the speaker of the laptop will, 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 will put your noise and your crowd noise out there. Um, but uh, as a uh, uh as, as a kind of sort of Japan, USA, French barbarians as warm-up games, um, followed by four tests. What are your thoughts, boys? You go, Steve. You, you, you would. Oh, okay, I'll go then. It's like I was just going to say. Look, I missed the trick here. The the best option was um, worth investigating and pursuing and making it happen was the um, the Lions going to Australia and South Africa going to Australia. It, the stadiums are bigger than those capacities that listed there. They could have used the Super Rugby teams as warm-up games um, for both of them. Just imagine on one given weekend as warm-up games, South Africa playing the Reds and the Lions playing the Brumbies, you know, leading up into the – and then midweek games that could have followed as well for against the four Swaratars um, and who am I missing, the Rebels. So, you know, it's like I look at this and it's just like South Africa – you know, you would be better off to push for the tour to go to Australia. At least you're on neutral ground there. Now, as Australia was saying, with the number of expat British and Irish people in the UK, South Africans in, oh, sorry, not UK, sorry, in Australia, and South Africans in Australia, those grounds would have sold out. And the Australian rugby supporters, you know, the, the reason why Australia doesn't get good attendances to their games is not because... There isn't rugby lovers in Australia. It's because they got sh shit games to watch. That's right. This would have been absolutely quality, and they would have sold out your hundred thousand MCG, your hundred thousand Homebush. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're up in um, Brisbane. It's what seventy thousand for um, SunCorp or whatever it is. And then I don't know what you'd have out um, Western Australia. But you know, you, you see where I'm going here. It's just like. It's they've just missed the trick here, and it's just like the Lions touring the UK is just uh, to me, this is wrong, it doesn't work. It was such a better option to go to the Australia, especially with um, the, the no COVID issue. Yeah, I know, I know, time friendly, but hang on, you got to remember, think about this it would have been kicking off um, at a um, seven o'clock, eight o'clock Australia time, which means it's about nine, ten o'clock in the uk so you're watching oh, yeah. it over your um eggs benny you know you're watching eggs benny you're going down to the pub having a pint with your eggs benny yeah but um uh, not, not so much with you but look yeah essentially this has come down to like a lot of decisions that have been made recently particularly with european rugby uh has come down to tv contracts okay uh and the tv company have paid for prime time slots in the evenings um, and that's what they want to have delivered. Otherwise, they want the, the money back to it. Yeah, 
to be to be uh, honest, to be honest, give them their money back, right? Because this this series and with what I explained, you would have a massive viewership globally. You think about it. How New Zealand every rugby fan in New Zealand would be watching that schedule, right? Obviously South Africa's South Africa's gonna massive globally, people that are into rugby, that would be a fantastic schedule of the guys playing the super rugby teams and then these massive stadiums sold out. I mean, ship okay, if you don't think the Waratahs are up to it, ship the Crusaders and the Blues over there to play them, you know? What, what, what you're describing is essentially a British and Irish Lions tour to Australia. So, look, the, the, the fixtures are all good and fine. Um, and I know I understand that, you're t- in, that your view is that they'll, they'll get a big enough aud- uh, global audience. Clearly, the, the guys who do the TV have gone and said, no, the way we get oh, yeah, audience, absolutely. that's not. But so, South Africa is the one that's really, um, you know, going to get the raw, the, the rough end of the stick here because they're playing – a British and Irish Lions team on home soil. Yep. <clears throat> but it's that or nothing by looks things. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Wonder what, what there's no talk of what what um compensation, money, etc. will be paid to South Africa, is there? Nobody's ever mentioned that. I've never seen anything reported around that sort of thing. Because I've assumed that something, you know, you'd have to throw a donut to South Africa, oh, no, was, throw, throw them there, a bone. There was definitely a, there was definitely a revenue sharing um piece if it goes to the UK. Now, now, quite quite how, how what well that looks like i don't know um uh stephen your thoughts it's i'm just looking at those four tests in a row that's a tough schedule <laughs> four, well, that's pretty four, normal four, isn't it no uh, three it, <clears throat> it's not only three tests oh okay is there, uh, uh, is there any there are only three tests oh okay no 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 no, 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 no. You, you're four, right there are four normally there's only three yeah 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 that's that's going to be a, a, a tough tough schedule, and um, boy, um, I suppose for the home unions, um, are they like, for example, the British and Irish Lions? Will they basically pick a squad, or will they be able to? Uh, I suppose it'll be easy enough for them to to rotate. But I see South Africa A uh, playing up there. And, yeah, and, they'll and have well, a big squad. So, so I suppose they'd be carrying a big squad. Yeah, as well, you're definitely going to have to rotate your. Uh, your, your players. That's, I mean, I say for me, it, it's exciting. South Africa to give them credit of putting it all on the line. But boy, they, you know, you guys have got to get out there and, and play some rugby. And the concern for me, for them, is that they haven't played any rugby since they won the Rugby World Cup. Um, yeah, sure, they'll, they'll, they'll come to, they'll no doubt come together. It'll be tough. Um, yeah, Steve, a, just on a, another a, note, I was just going to ask you. Time. Sorry, sorry, no, carry on, sorry. Just with them, yeah, I, I mean to say, having USA in there, it's kind of a little underwhelming. It's a, it's a weird one. Yeah, it's it, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a, a weird one. I, I would rather they played maybe like a, uh, a, a a premiership premiership of the, you know, uh, players who are, who, who are basically maybe outside. Or else, here's a better idea, a, a premiership foreign there is yes, yeah. a, 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 international a, a pro 14 um premiership foreigners yeah now uh, before Stephen, uh, before us before we kick it, just let's even know uh, um there is talk of england of the of england touring the usa and canada um so the uh, uh ireland scotland and wales would be expected to be touring somewhere as well so uh just because british and irish lines are at home doesn't mean they would have access to all those extra players so maybe not from that point of view okay well a foreign a foreign, you know, you've got a lot of good Australian players running running around over there. You've got some good Kiwi players running over there. I, I, you know what? That would that would interest me really big time because I'd love to see how guys like Charles, see Charles Pieto, he's probably the uh, he's probably on target to be the number one player in the in the Gallagher Premiership at the moment. If you listen to the commentators, they just absolutely wax lyrical about him, and that's because he's delivering. On the field at the moment, but Stephen Luatua playing some great rugby up there at the minute. You know, so there's a lot of good New Zealand and Australian players running around now. That that would really excite me, and maybe um, maybe a New Zealand Australian sort of resident side and then a Pacific, a Pacific Island residents team. 
An Anzac team, an Anzac team, eh? An Anzac mm -hmm. team out of the uh, UK. Now, what I was going to ask Steve before was like, how often do you get up in the middle of the night to watch rugby these days? I don't. You don't exactly. You would? Would you? I'd wake up for these games. Yeah. In the middle of the night to watch these. Yeah. Well, these test matches, I'd these test matches, I'd definitely wake up, get up to watch. Yep. Yep. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get up to watch South Africa play USA and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one might get the record button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, but but then South Africa versus the French Barbarians because probably going to be pretty much a French test side. <laughs> unless yeah, unless France are touring, but then we've already seen that the France have got enough depth to do two test sides at the moment, um, so that's not a problem. Um, so Nocturnal Rights asked me, uh, Paul, as an expat, what do you feel about the Lions playing at home? Um, to be honest, I'll be watching on TV anyway, so but I really don't. I, it, uh, to me, it doesn't seem so. I, I'm I'm not massively anti it. Uh, look, as long as it's a, a one-off because of COVID and it doesn't become a regular thing, um, then I'm I'm comfortable with it. I yeah, I, I don't have any problems um, with that. He does make a good point though about the players coming together. Um, would the would, would the Lions bond in the same way as they do when they go on tour? Um, I guess in some ways. They're probably going to be in a COVID bubble, um, yeah. so they're going to be on tour at home and not not able to see their friends and not able to see their family anyway. So they're probably, they're probably going to be locked away. Let's get in an optimistic world where they 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 travel around and they're practicing and you know COVID's sort of you know nice and controlled and so crowds are allowed to gather and all that sort of stuff. If if Alliance Tour is touring around the British and you know, around the UK and Ireland. Um, People are going to go along and support the team. They're not going to be, and, and, and you know, a Scottish guy isn't going to say, you suck, you Englishman. <laughs> you know, they're not going to do that. They're going to come on board as that's the Lions and they will support the team. And I can actually see, you know, a, a town that will, they'll go, go practice at a local field or whatever and the town comes out to watch the practice. That, that sort of thing could happen like a World Cup type and uh, sort of atmosphere environment type thing. And it could be actually really beneficial for a Lions team. Uh, yeah, so she, well, I, I thought you were going to say with, in, in a Brexit world to bring the country together, a bit like the uh, Rainbow <laughs> Nation in the, the Rugby World Cup in South Africa. Um, but um, the, uh, anyway, um, I shouldn't go down that rabbit hole. I shouldn't have said that. Um, but, anyway, um, we'll, but I think he's referring to the players more than the country. Um no, yeah, but that's, that's what, no, but, but yeah, but players, saying, yes. yeah, you know, even the players would come together as well because of the fact that you, I mean, if you got if you're going to Scotland and they're supporting every Lions player, then the players will naturally sort of come together as well. I feel as long as Scotland get more than one player picks this, this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been doing okay, you know, nearly tipped over Ireland, by, just missed out by three points, so they haven't been doing too badly, have they? So they've got a chance of getting more than one player, maybe two. Well, talking about that, Scotland, <laughs> Scotland have done. Uh, any, any last comments on this one? Otherwise, we'll move on to Scotland because Scotland yeah. have just Scotland have just been so Scottish. This um, this uh, this this Six Nations, they've beaten England, the old enemy, and then they've lost to everybody else. Um, and that's kind of well, like whoa, 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 whoa. nobody's going to lose to Italy. <laughs> they have one. Well, they haven't, they haven't played Italy yet, to be fair. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. Played them. yeah, that's true. But they've, 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 they've beaten England and then lost to Wales and lost to um, to Ireland. And like there, they, there was so much promise after that uh, opening weekend where they beat England, um, and uh, you're just thinking, okay, is this is this finally the time that Scotland kick on, or is it, and as, or is it as it looks like it's turned out again, another false dawn? Well, I mean, like you know, three points to Ireland. I mean, you know, you, you're not going to. Ireland's not exactly. I mean, they're not. They're not the Ireland of a couple of years ago, but they're not a crap team either. But Ireland who have lost to Wales and France so far. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Only big Nisley. So yeah. um, everybody. I, I, was about, I was about to say, guys. For me, this is. I think this is one of the better Scottish teams oh. that, I've, that I've seen in the wild. You know, through through the middle with the boy. The, Boy Johnston and James in, in, in the middle. So they actually sound like a couple of lawyers, Johnston and James. Yeah, boy, um, boy, yeah. They, um, yeah. You know, I've got a property they, to settle. They're, they're very strong. They've got the big, the big, big winger as well. You've got Stuart, Stuart Hogg and, and Maitland, who, you know, all add, add pace. That's what, to me, it's one of the better Scottish 
and with Finn Russell running the cutout, I think it's one of the better Scottish backlines um, <clears throat> that I've seen for a while. And I must admit, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't realise Stuart Hogg was a goal kicker. And, um, you know, he uh, he stepped up, took over, took over the goal kicking and, and just really, he just uh, probably a little bit unlucky to concede that penalty with the, with the with the clearing kick getting charged down and, and of course, the half-bet getting isolated. But just something I want to touch out of this game. Um, James Lowe's, it was a player in New Zealand who used to get a lot of um, a lot of support from people or people asking why he was never in, in, in All Black. In All Black. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're actually seeing it at, at the moment why he did, he didn't make the All Blacks. There was always question marks over over his defence. And once again, it was it, it's it's been seen throughout this campaign. Uh, with James James Lowe, he just seems to get get caught out, doesn't get himself in the in the right position, and um, yeah, it, it it is a shame because he it, he is a good player, but you you've got to honestly say uh, if Jacob Stockdale was 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 basically fit. fit, you you would have him back in that team at the drop of a hat. The um, just going to bring up the uh, uh, the England. Sorry, not the England. There's the Six Nations table um, for us to have a, a look at. Well, you says, that ball, um, there's some good tries in that England France game. Good, good, uh, uh, some good, tr- good tries and some very good action. I'll be honest. The only thing I've I've, I've only watched extended highlights of, of for, for all the games um, this weekend. I've not. Um, uh, I've not actually had the, ch- the opportunity. I didn't have the opportunity to what to see, um, uh, to see to see them all, uh, to see see any any of the full games. But yeah, it's been a weird one, hasn't it? So uh, look, looking at the table, Wales at the top there with what's been called the Jam Slam, or the Jammy Slammy, um, <laughs> after winning uh, winning their first two games with red cards, and then uh, some interesting uh, referee decisions against England. Ireland have beat Scotland and Italy so far, having lost to Wales um, and France in second place. France, um, two wins um, against um, uh, Italy and Ireland, <laughs> having lost to England this weekend. England, again, just beating Italy and France, having lost to... So, yeah, lots of teams just beating each other in the, with, with Wales at the top having won everything and Italy at the bottom having won nothing. Um, but the other four, basically... Just taking points off each other, giving Wales basically the uh, the title. Uh, essentially, it's uh, going to take um, something for them not to win the title at this point. So they could pick up. So so basically, even if if France actually won, and they picked up one bonus point, they would probably win it. I would imagine, Paul. So what? So in situation, look. So Wales Wales play France next. So France don't win that. Um, essentially, Wales win, um, but France needs to win both their games now with try bonus points, probably to to go top. Um, and they've got they've got Wales and Scotland to go. So yeah, it's it's tough um, to see um, to see how that goes. But yes, um, the uh, doctor, right, yeah, yeah, Wales win their luck, but take absolutely look, absolutely. I mean, Wayne Pivak came into this with basically looking like he was going to get sacked at the end of the six at the end of the six nations because he has a clause in his contract that says basically this summer wales decide whether they can get rid can get rid of him um, rather than continuing off with the uh, the, the four year um his four year contract uh but um yeah he's ridden his luck and and uh, turned things round and has secured himself a job now through to the next rugby world cup basically yeah I was- I was about to say when the when the camera pans on him, he always seems to be on his own. There's absolutely nobody, <laughs> nobody there's absolutely nobody beside him. So I'm kind of wondering if he does win the win the uh, the uh, Six, Nations. Six Nations next year. If you have people sitting right beside him uh, this time next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, thank you, boys. Uh, it's been. Oh my God, uh, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't cover off the most important question of the night. Okay, sorry. Which is it? Which is yeah, yeah. Is is Harry going to be supporting um, England or the USA? <laughs> oh, sorry, that's gold. <laughs> that's gold. That's gold. 
Let's go, mate. <laughs> Deary me. I was, uh, I was de- yeah, deliberately keeping away from that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the next one. <laughs> well, yes, I, I, yeah, I, I, yes, yes. <laughs> Don't worry, I got that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one alone. Uh, look, folks, if you're listening to the podcast, wondering what that one is, um, off you go to um, Facebook. Uh, off you go to Facebook, and you can see all the comments there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes. So um, thank you, um, Arshrin. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always. Don't forget, folks, we'll, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. with the morning sports briefing. Uh, and also we'll be back tomorrow night at 8 p.m. with the standoff show, um, followed by 9 p.m. with the uh, Knicks newsletter. So league and football um, tomorrow evening or soccer, if you are uh, uh, if, if you're an older person in, in, in New Zealand, as, as they used to call it here. Um, used to call it, they used to call that. They used to call that everywhere in the world. They used to call it soccer. Apart from England, <laughs> we've never called it soccer in England. Anyway, right. um, have a great evening, folks, and uh, catch you all next time. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.